What's up, everyone? This is Dan Cyprian. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Make sure you join me this upcoming Wednesday as I continue interviewing those who have impacted my life. I'm looking forward to the next one. We'll have more about that in the next couple of days. But as you uh, watch this or listen to this today, can you help me out? Will you not just watch it and listen to it, but will you like, will you comment, will you share, will you start a watch party, will you invite others? Others to tune in because I believe I've got a great word for you today that will not just encourage you but help you live life um, through this unprecedented time. My talk today is entitled Masks Off Uncovering the Truth. For 275 years, we have celebrated Halloween. And in my experience and in my lifetime, Halloween has been fun. You know, you dress up, you get candy, and you have fun. But in 2020, it's looked a little differently. It hasn't been very amusing. It's been frustrating. You know, the term trick or treat? Well, 2020 has been more like a trick than a treat. But despite COVID-19, According to the National Retail Federation, 148 million Americans participated in this year's Halloween. The average person spent $92 on Halloween decor, costumes, and candy, totaling about $8 billion this year. 53% of Americans decorated their homes, 46% carved pumpkins, 18% dressed up their pets. 62% handed out candy, 46% dressed up in costumes. But my personal favorite, Batman is the top costume winner in 2020 for both adults and kids. But masks are the most expensive item of them all. But in 2020, there has been an uproar about masks. Maybe not the Batman masks, but maybe something like this, a face covering. I wanna talk to you today about the masks we wear. To mask or not to mask, that is the question. You see, wearing masks and face coverings have been required since March. But 92% of America says that they believe everyone should wear masks according to National Geographic. But out of that 92%, since then, 60% say that they hate wearing masks and they're over it. There is this great debate sweeping our land whether masks actually help the cause versus those who think it doesn't even matter. The issue has created more arguments and division than agreement and unity since COVID began. The debate for wearing masks the last seven months has been quite surprising and disturbing to me. Humanity has focused more on this than what is more important. It's time to take the masks off. No, I'm not necessarily talking about face co- the face covering mandate. I'm talking about focusing more on what we should put on and live by. I'm talking about virtues instead of mandates. You see, virtues are the essence of our character, and character does indeed determine our destiny. 
the more we recognize the impact that living out these virtues that I'm going to talk about today can and will have on our lives, the more our lives open up to the greater joy and fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. You see, we all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. We all wear masks mostly for social acceptance, to fit in. You see, our true identity is often hidden behind the masks we wear. We compliment, we flirt, and purposely draw positive attention to someone to make them feel more important so that they will give us the attention we desire or even lacking in our life. In the business world, we act a certain way to climb the corporate ladder. We buy bigger houses, nicer cars, and travel first class just to present an image so that we will be looked upon as higher class or respected even higher. Most people, like teenagers, dress a certain way, listen to certain music, and develop habits just to present an image so that they will look, be looked upon as cool among their peers. I am not opposed to living a higher economical standard. I am not opposed to having nice things. The problem occurs when we live above our means at the expense of our true identity. It's time to take the masks off and start putting on virtues that will help us become who we were created to be and live out the purpose for our life. Last week, I introduced Paul the Apostle writing a letter to the Philippians, a church in Greece, a church he planted 10 years back, and he's writing this letter from a jail cell. I want to continue with what the Bible teaches through Paul's life and uncover the truth about what we really need to focus on today. Number one, we need unity. See, Paul continues writing this letter in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. He says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. He later writes in Philippians 2, 21 and says, Do everything without grumbling and arguing. You know, last week, I talked about the joy we have or the joy we receive when we give our lives to Jesus. Well, I'm so grateful that for the season that we're in with the election coming up, uh, I thank God that we finally have an election that both sides have come together and they don't put each other down and they don't fight and people from both sides love each other. Wait, wait, wait. That's not it at all. That's not true. In fact, the complete opposite. We spend more time talking about how bad the other side is instead of talking about how we can come together and live in unity. How have you spoken or treated others who have different opinions and perspectives than you do? This is not about agreeing with others about everything. It's about aligning ourselves with others. When we align ourselves with others, it means that we have the same love and the same mindset that we want to work together for the greater good. That's what unity is. See, Paul says, my joy will be complete when you are unified. He's trying to say here, look, look, it's not just me that it brings joy. It brings joy to God when people come together. Again, not about agreeing about everything. It's about aligning 
ourselves with each other. See, God never wants people to argue and be divided. We need unity in our life today, in our country, and in our world. Secondly, we need humility. Paul writes in Philippians 2 verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. You know, a few months back when this COVID thing all started, my wife went to the grocery store. And then I received a text from her of pictures of empty shelves. Each aisle just completely empty with, st- with shelves that were supposed to be stocked full of toilet paper and disinfectant wipes. It was empty not because they didn't have enough in stock or a plan, like there was a shortage, but it was empty because people rushed in and bought massive quantities for themselves. Nobody thought about their neighbor. Nobody thought about that single mom. Nobody thought about the elderly. They just got what they thought they wanted and needed and left it at that. How have you valued others above yourself? What have you done to show others you value them even if they look or think differently than you? It's about making selfless choices instead of selfish choices. It's time to lift each other's up. It's time to value others above ourselves. There's a third virtue that I want to talk about today, and that is generosity. Uh, Philippians 2 verse 13, it says, Don't, um, Do not look to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. You know, we live in a world where there are resources at our fingertips. We have Uber Eats and we have Amazon. And I don't have the statistics in front of me of how much uh, America or this world has spent on both of those resources in the last seven months. I know how much I've spent. But the question is, is are we utilizing our resources just for what we need or what we want? Or are we thinking of the interests of others? You know, a few months back, I was talking with my son and he loves garbage trucks and he collects them and he has many of them. And I was talking to him about how kids, there are kids in this world that don't have as many toys as he does. And in fact, they may not have any toys. And he looks me straight in the eye and he says, Daddy, you mean to tell me there are kids in this world that don't have any garbage truck toys? I said, that's right, son. He was distraught. He was confused. He was upset. And he thought about it for a second. He says, Daddy, he says, how about we do this? Every time I get a new garbage truck, why don't we buy a garbage truck toy for a kid who doesn't have it? I thought to myself, what a concept. What if when we bought ourselves a meal, when we bought ourselves something from Amazon, we said, you know what? What if we buy something for someone else in need? A neighbor, a single mom, the elderly. It's called generosity. In what areas have you adjusted your life to accommodate others? We live in a me society instead of a we society. We talk like we want things for the good of many, but we really just want to make sure our own needs and own wants are met. Paul wrote another letter, Colossians, uh, in the Bible. And he says in chapter 3, verses 12 and 14, he says... Um, clothe yourselves with compassion, 
kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have any grievances against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in unity. You see, it's unity, humility, and generosity requires these virtues that Paul is describing. First of all, we need compassion. Compassion is sympathetic and concerned for suffering and misfortunes of others. We need compassion in our lives today. We need kindness. Kindness is friendly, generous, and being considerate. Boy, we lack that a lot. We need humility, as I said before, valuing others above ourselves. We need gentleness, having a respectful approach. Stop just jumping and yelling and arguing about so many things. Listen, I'm all about standing up for what you believe in. and I, I, I stand up for what I believe in. But it comes down to our approach most of the time. Are we being gentle? Are we being respectful? And lastly, it's patience. Patience is without complaint or irritation. Listen, we all need patience, but how often are we actually sitting here and actually trying to be patient? Or do we just open up our mouths and are quick to act on what we think is right? In conclusion, Paul continues to write in Philippians. He says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Today, I'm asking you, no, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying to compel you. Will you take the masks off right now and put on Christ? The only way you can only truly live out these virtues is living for the one who Paul is urging us to be like. And I am urging you to be like Jesus today. He is the only way. If we don't have Jesus in your life and in our lives, we cannot live out these virtues and we will never be unified. We will never uh, have humility. We will never be generous unless we have the one who is all about unity, who is all about humility, and who is the most generous person who, it, who, who is there. Listen, today I want to give you the opportunity to commit your life to Jesus right now. Will you repeat this prayer after me? Will you say, Jesus, I know that I do not live right. So I ask you, would you forgive me? I believe you died for me and that God raised you from the dead so I could live with you forever in heaven. I turn from my own way of living and I ask you, come into my heart and guide me every step of the way from now on. I give you my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe that Jesus lives in you. And I believe, I've, I, I give you the opportunity to say that prayer because I believe it is the only way that we can fulfill the true purpose we were created to be. It is the only way that we could live in unity, live in humility, and live generously. Will you tell somebody, if you prayed that prayer, will you tell somebody, will you text them, will you call somebody and say, listen, today, man, I want to live in unity. I want to... I want to humble myself. I want to be generous. And today I committed myself to Jesus because I know it's the only way that I can live out these virtues.
If you would, if you did say a prayer, if you have any questions about what I've talked to today, will you go to my website, sitministries.org? You may contact me there. I would love to talk more ab- about this with you if you have questions. You could also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sit Ministries. And lastly, will you join me next week as I continue these talks? The title of my message next week is Essential, the Necessities for Life. Thank you again for tuning in today. And until next time, keep on pressing on towards the goal.